Hey everyone, this is Joe with episode 18 of 5 Minute Dad. Happy Tuesday and welcome to the second part of the Daddy Finance Series. So today we're going to talk about what's called UGMAs and UTMAs. Ultimately the same option, just named a little bit differently in regards to how you can actually con contribute the funds. So it's Uniform Gift to Minors Act or Uniform Transfer to Minors Act. And this is also a custodial account that you can open um, at any institution. Um, there's a few different apps that are available out there that allow you to set up a automatic deposit for your child's custodial account. Um, Stash is a pretty popular one. Um, I believe you get a couple free uh, deposits, a couple months free deposits, and then after that it's one month uh, for every, uh, one dollar for every month of deposits. So with these, they are accounts that you can open. So you can open a normal investment account and you'd be the custodian up until the child reaches the age of 18. And after the age of 18, they have full access to these funds and can do whatever they want with them, 100% theirs. So kind of, not, not a huge disadvantage but or a con, but that is one disadvantage. You know, if you end up with a uh, child that you just don't think is ready and responsible for that amount of money, you don't have a choice. It is theirs, and it's kind of hard to fight at that point. Um, but you are able to have higher contributions with less caveats. So that is one advantage to the UGMA and UGTA plans, or UTMA plans. So the max contribution per year is $13,000, and that's per adult that's contributing um, in the household. So I can contribute 13, and if we're filing jointly, my wife could also contribute 13,000 for a total of 26,000 max per year that could go into an account, an investment account that's, you know, making gains just like all of our other retirement accounts. So that would be a pretty big advantage that you could put in that kind of lump sum if you have that kind of cash available for your child and want to give them more flexibility if you don't think that you want them to only consider college and maybe they're going to consider something else, entrepreneurship or some other type of vocational training maybe that's not covered by normal educational fund expenses. So um, it's, it's definitely a good option in that regard. One of the disadvantages are some of the taxes. So um, each year that gains are earned, up to $900 in interest gains are tax-free. After that, between $901 and $1,800, it's going to be those gains are going to be taxed at the child's tax rate, marginal tax rate. So very low. And after that point, it'll be charged after any gains after 1800 will be charged at a marginal tax rate that would match yours as the adult tax rate. So 
that's where, you know, okay, it gets a little bit higher. But, you know, so basically with this one, the big advantage is that you can put a nice big chunk of money in there. And the disadvantage are the taxes, obviously. Um, so it's it's just nice that you can have this separate investment account um, for saving for your child. You can even use it to practice good investment practices, you know, with your child, you know, teach them a little bit about investing and allocation and, you know, what you do with that money that you don't spend. Obviously, you know, little baby steps first, you teach them, okay, don't spend everything you get. Next, okay, now what do you do with that money that you don't spend everything of? Um, and sometimes these accounts can be great tools for that, especially if, you know, hey, you stay under that limit and uh, you those limits for the taxes, you get the tax advantage, you get some good cheap lesson, and you get some money growing in an account that they can use in the end for other expenses that they want in the future. So worst case scenario, they end up being a person that's irresponsible with the money and they would use it for something that you wouldn't prefer. So there definitely is always that disadvantage. So kind of a different one. You don't hear this one too often. Usually you hear about the 529 savings plans. Um, another one is a Coverdell ESA, which I'll also cover this week. Um, and then you hear a lot about the Roth IRAs, but you don't usually hear too much about the UGMAs and UTMA accounts. So just wanted to have episode two beyond that, something a little bit different. And uh, I think I'll move on tomorrow. I'll cover the I'll cover the Coverdell ESA accounts. Um, a lot of people know about the 529s. I'll still cover it for sure because um, there are you know probably some one or two details that people aren't aware of. Um, but yeah, I think I'll do the Coverdell, then the 529, and then maybe do a miscellaneous episode to wrap it all up. So hopefully you enjoyed this. I'll keep these going all this week, and uh, maybe I'll try something like these uh, this finance series, but for a different topic in the weeks to come. All right, everyone have a happy, happy Tuesday, and talk to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.